to Today on Broadway for Friday, July 20th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. Or, or should I say Fry-yay? Is that, is that what the kids are saying now on the Insta? <laughs> it's true, yes. I don't know. Anyway. I, I had to uh, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have a, a word of advice for everybody out there. If for some stupid reason someone tries to convince you that jumping up onto a box like 15 times in a row is a good idea and you know that you're not a very good jumper maybe don't do it (laughs) that's not something that happened to you is it oh yeah i uh was doing some box jumps at the gym got to number 13 out of 15 failed on number 13 by the time i hit the ground and rolled over onto my butt, I had what felt like, uh, I don't know, a cantaloupe on my shin. Uh, It looked like a cantaloupe on my shin. So it's down to about an avocado right now. But uh, yeah, not good. Oh, make sure you eat it immediately when it's ripe because they they (laughs) go so... Yeah, got to make some guac. Yeah. If we're Stadler and Waldorf, which one are you? I honestly don't know which is which. I just figured it's Stadler and Waldorf, you know? It's like uh, Ed and Larry on the West Wing. Yeah, exactly. Ed and Larry, they're the speechwriters? Is that what they are? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, all right. One one other thing I wanted to mention, Pretty Woman the Musical begins its Broadway previews tonight over at the Nederlander Theater. So uh, congratulations to everybody over there. I'm excited to hear uh, about the changes that have made uh, been made from Chicago to Broadway. Obviously, they changed their leading man, but the reviews in Chicago weren't great. So hopefully they've made some changes to make it more Broadway ready and uh, it'll have a, a nice good run at the Nederlander, bucking the trend of most shows that aren't Rent and Newsies that occupy that uh, house. Yes, uh, Rent and Newsies are the exception to the rule, but... They are exceptions to the rule of almost all Broadway shows, in fact. Yeah, so. especially Rent. Yeah, especially Rent. Yeah. All right. Uh, first up in the... It's like the first time I've ever done this. All <laughs> <laughs> right. First up in the news, Lin-Manuel Miranda to direct Tick, Tick, Boom movie. Yes, that's it's a nice uh, transition from talking about Rent. But between the and the Heights movie that's in development, the live action Little Mermaid that he's working on for Disney and this, it looks like Lin-Man is casting a pretty wide net to try and complete his EGOT, get that O for that EGOT or or PP God, or if we're going to throw in the Pulitzer and the, uh, the or the P Goot, I think is what we said, but uh but yeah, he's uh, getting himself into the films because yesterday it was reported that, that Miranda will make his feature length directorial debut with a big screen adaptation of the autobiographical ish uh, Jonathan Larson musical Tick, Tick, Boom. Dear Evan Hansen book writer Stephen Levinson will be adapting the screenplay and Miranda, Brian Glazer, Ron Howard, Julie O and Jonathan Larson's sister Julie will produce the film. And uh, of course, you can't go without mentioning everybody's favorite Broadway historian, Jennifer Ashley Tepper, is working on the project as the historian consultant. No timetable or casting, of course, has been announced for filming yet. 
Side note, if you haven't listened to the latest episode of the Theater People podcast, Jennifer Ashley Tepper and Patrick talk about her upcoming Jonathan Larson project that's happening at 54 Below. And she talks about going to the Library of Congress to research Jonathan Larson for this thing that she's putting together. And she failed to mention that she was also at the Library of Congress researching with Lin-Manuel Miranda, Stephen Levinson and Ron Howard. But well, you don't want to drop names like that. You know? No, I mean, oh, yeah. if you're going to drop names, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, of course... Uh, uh, Miranda starred opposite his future Hamilton co-star Leslie Odom Jr. and his previous at that time in the Heights leading lady Karen Olivo in a New York City Center Encore's off-center production of uh, Tick, Tick, Boom back in 2014. And then the Keen Company produced an off-Broadway revival in 2016 starring Nick Blameyer, Sierra Renee, and George Salazar. Uh, Lily Cooper actually took over for Sierra Renee when it extended. Mm, yes. Um, the show was – if you're not familiar with this, if you only know Jonathan Larson from Rent, the show was originally a one-man rock monologue that he performed himself. But following his death, the producer of the show, which was originally called – oh, I forget what uh, – Boho Days. It was originally called Boho Days, um, eventually changed to Tick, Tick, Boom. But the producer for the that original version asked the Pulitzer Prize winner David Auburn, who wrote the, the, the play Proof, to adapt it for a three-person cast, which led to the original off-Broadway production that starred Raul Esparza, Jerry Dixon, and Amy Spanger. In the show, Jonathan, the lead character, obviously autobiographical, his girlfriend wants to get married and move out of the city. His best friend, Michael, has given up his dreams of being an actor and is now making a ton of money working on Madison Avenue. But John is still waiting tables and trying to write the great American musical. Now, James, when the Keene Company had its revival a few years ago, we were already doing this show, and I talked about how much I love this cast album i've seen one production of it it was kind of a ho-hum production but to see that uh, you know i grew up so invested in rent that is such a huge part of my development as a theater lover to see another jonathan larson show meant the world to me um and to see this team put together people who i know revere and love jonathan larson between uh you know lynn and and jen tepper um and i'm sure stephen levinson does too and everybody but i it makes me very, very excited. I mean, of course, because the Rent movie was awful. Hopefully we'll get a really good film version of at least one Jonathan Larson musical. Mm, ben Platt? Uh, yeah. Uh, David Levy was very quick on the, uh, the the Ben Platt as Jonathan thing. The only problem with that is, and it's not a huge problem, um, how old is Ben Platt? Um, I'm, I'm Googling here if you can hear me typing. He appears to be 25. Or 24. He'll be 24, 25 later this year. Jonathan in the show, you know, he sings the song 3090. He's turning 30 um, in there. So he's, he's close enough by the time they get around there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, David Levy was very much on the Ben Platt thing there. You know, uh, of course, the character of Mark is at least quasi autobiographical and rent. And we immediately said Ben Platt for that TV version of that. So maybe he could pull double duty and get his Larson on in multiple forms. Uh, Matthew Morrison. He's a little, little, it's not, it's not 50, 90. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, he's, I mean, he's over 40, isn't he? Uh, I, I, yeah, he's yeah. 39. He's 39. He'll be 40, uh, this fall. So, okay. It's not 40, 90. It's 30. Yeah. 90. So, um, I, I do love this show, and I really love the Keen production that we saw a couple of uh, years ago. I hope that they don't make this. Uh, this needs to be an art house film. It doesn't need to be a big wide release. Wait, wait, I think, 
I think it'll fall flat on its face if they make it a big, huge thing. Yeah, I, I, the, as soon as they said this, I kind of pictured something like the last five years movie. Uh, yeah, but that's exactly I, what I was thinking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a good, a faithful adaptation of the stage version. It was small, uh, but it seemed to do well. People really liked it. I, I think if you get Ron Howard involved, though, I, I mean, but Stephen Levinson, he... Ron Howard, Julie O, Brian Glazer, I, it yeah. sounds like it's going to be like you know opening at Christmas type of thing. <laughs> well, and I mean, if you throw in Lin-Manuel Miranda as the director, yeah. I would imagine that there's probably some fairly big stars that would not mind being a part of this. So I don't know. I think we'll know fairly quickly based off the casting, how big they're going with this. Um, if it's, if it's, you know, people that we know from the theater community. Okay. If they're going for bigger names, but I, I would be, I would put dollars to donuts that, that Ben Platt is involved, but that would just be my guess. I'm telling you, I'm hanging out for the Beeb, waiting to see the Beeb show up in a, some sort of musical film. James, James, you need to to find a new co-host for this show. (laughs) All right, then we should move forward. That is not the only movie musical news that we got yesterday. No, no, it is not. This one will probably be even more uh, contentious than that last one. But last (laughs) night, the London Daily Mail's Baz Bama Boy reported that Academy Award winner Jennifer Hudson had signed on to play Grizabella in the upcoming adaptation of Cats. Now that, I don't think that's, uh, controversial at all. I think she'll be fantastic there. Here's where it gets a little more interesting. Baz also reports that a trio of pretty big names are in discussions to join the Tom Hooper directed project, including Tony winners Sir Ian McKellen and James Corden, as well as pop princess Taylor Swift. The film is set to begin filming in November. I'm still not 100% sure what filming means with this. There's been a lot of conversations about this being some sort of animation, computer animation, uh, motion capture. Um, So I'm not 100% sure what this is going to be. There was a lot of rumors back in the day when Tom Hooper was directing Les Mis that he wanted Taylor Swift to play Eponine. Uh, That obviously did not happen. Um, And Samantha Barks, opening or beginning previews on Broadway and Pretty Woman, as I mentioned, uh, got that role. But now, James, I, I personally don't have a lot of strong feelings one way or the other about Taylor Swift. But the only thing that I've actually ever seen her act in, she was pretty good. And I think we've talked about it before. That uh, movie Valentine's Day, like uh, seven, eight, nine years ago, she was fairly good in it. I was actually kind of impressed. So as long as I don't need to see her pretend to be shocked when she wins her 5,000th award, I I think I'd be good with her in this. <laughs> I think that uh, Taylor is really good in front of the camera. I mean uh... – other than the movie, I mean, all of her videos and various different things that she does, she is, she's got that X factor yeah, on in front of a camera, and I think uh, I th- think that she's pretty good to her fans too. So uh, is she good? Yeah. So uh, let me ask. I don't know cats super well. I, I mean, who who would the Sir Ian McKellen and James Corden? Who would be they'd be appropriate for old Deuteronomy? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the characters super well. Gus, would that be uh, would that be a James Corden type character? Yeah, James Corden could do the Gus thing. It depends if they do the <laughs> a lot of dancing. Yeah, the uh, fight that Gus the. Uh, the fight that he does with uh, the sword fight on the on the ship 
So I, I did they I think did they cut that or did it, I think I've, they might have cut that when in the revival. But I've, uh, I've never seen. But that. Sir Ian McKellen would have to be Deuteronomy. Uh, I couldn't okay. imagine him doing something else there. Gen- I was not- thinking. Uh, I was thinking Jenny Any Dots, but yeah. you know. <laughs> he's not going to be Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. So uh, I'm telling you, man, we should do a whole uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber and rep. <laughs> <laughs> People thought you were kidding yesterday. I think you were serious. <laughs> We'll never know. All right. What do we have in the recommendation section? Okay, just a couple things here real quick. We have the first of the video from yesterday's Broadway and Bryant Park. Some really fun performances. Uh, you had uh, beautiful Phantom of the Opera, On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, Desperate Measures. We talked about it already. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. So if you want to see that video, we have it in the show notes. And then normally we don't talk about this stuff a, a ton. But I was looking at the video, uh, a great five minutes of B-roll from the uh, the Muni's production of Annie. And the thing that struck me, James, is that normally I think there's like what, like eight or nine orphans normally. Yeah. But when you think about putting Annie on the stage at the Muni, which is like the size of an airplane hangar and there's 11,000 seats, I, I think they actually had like – I'm not kidding – like two – maybe three dozen orphans on the stage. Literally, if they wanted to overpower Miss Hannigan, played by Jennifer Samard, they could take her no problem. There were so many of them. So it's just kind of funny. I'm I'm watching this because they start with Hard Knock Life, of course, on the B-roll. And I'm like, wait a minute. If they wanted an insurrection... They could take her out, no problem. Um, but of course, this show is produ- uh, is directed by John Tartaglia, Christopher Sieber, uh, plays Daddy Warbucks, Jennifer Samard, Tony nominee. Uh, Jennifer Samard plays Miss Hannigan, and it is running through uh, the 25th. But really cool stuff. And like I said, five minutes of B-roll is always good with a great production like this. I wonder if anybody, you know, at the at the Muni would ever, uh, in the audience, if anybody's stupid enough to bring a drone to try to get a better shot Ooh. at the stage. Yeah, because there's 11,000 seats. I, w- yeah. I wonder. That's not a terrible idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, what other news do we have? All right, I've got two real – well, not two real quick stories. One short story, but one I want to get a little bit more in-depth with, and that is I want to get into some reviews for The Damned, directed by Evo Van Hova at the Park Avenue Armory. It's based on Lucino Visconti's 1969 screenplay, and, and this drama is a chilling and topical rumination on political depravity during the rise of Nazi Germany. It is a tale of moral corruption, materialistic machinations, and a satirical celebration of evil. Sounds fun. Uh, Ben Brantley of The New York Times said, quote, the idea of theater that scorches may not be your idea of a midsummer night's diversion in this heat battered July. But despite Mr. Van Hova's directorial relish for sweaty melodrama, which the cast delivers in with gusto, flames burn cold in the damned. I mean, cold enough to keep you shivering from beginning to end and to know as you leave that what you've seen is inevitably going to filter into your dreams. I'm I'm terrified just reading mm. that paragraph. Uh, Sarah Holder in a vulture rings a similar note. The damned is going to be called topical and relevant and perhaps even necessary. Flat words with a short shelf life. Words that make it seem like an unsparring examination of power. It's cancerous, cowardly urge to increase itself. It's inherent, overwhelming violence is more important on some days than others. Well, 
be that as it may, whether we're looking at Richard III or at certain presidents, hmm, wonder who she's talking about, or Martin, the von Essenbeck, which is the name of the family at the center of this show, heir, who starts as a kind, uh, who, who, start, who starts as a kind of disturbingly vapid, moral centerless doll and becomes a perfect embodiment of Nazi indoctrination, an empty vessel filled with wanton destruction. We're looking at an aspect of humanity, humanity that it would seem doesn't go away. The urge to fill the void where the soul should be. I, I literally I don't do horror movies at all. I'm not a big horror movie fan, but this sounds like the that kind of really top notch art housey horror film that feels like it's got a really deep message, but still absolutely terrifies you. And that's what a lot of the word on the street has been. So if this seems like the way you'd like to spend a day, get your tickets quickly if there are any left, because the show only runs through the 28th at the Armory. Um, and finally, uh, James Second Stage announced yesterday a one-week extension for Tracy Letts's Mary Page Marlowe. It will now play through August 19th. Have you heard uh, uh, much word on the street or on social media about The Damned, James? Uh, no. Other than people talking about Brantley's review, uh, and that as soon as you get a love letter like that, of course everybody's like, "Well, you know, it needs to needs to transfer to Broadway, and how can it do this?" And you know, maybe it'll go into the Gershwin. Which it, <laughs> well, it's, what's it's like people say this stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay." Yeah. Well, what's interesting about it, the 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 cast of this show is actually a French troupe called Comédie Française, which was founded in 1680. It's the oldest national theater company in the world. And this is their first New York appearance in over a decade. So if they were going to somehow, whether extend this at the armory or find another location for it, um, I don't know if that that cast would want to stay in, in New York for more than the, the couple of weeks that it was planning on it. But it's, um, it seems uh, like a fascinating production and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it probably means that there's going to be some sort of ghosts or something haunted or nasty in uh, West Side Story when Van Hova does that in here in a year or so. Maybe over somewhere at Lincoln Center Theater or something like that. Uh, but I, I don't know if um, I'm thinking that because of the the war horse war horse <coughs> brought war horse <laughs> brought brought much of their uh cast with them uh yeah. and i wonder how equity would handle that type of thing in a commercial run but you might be able to get get away with it in a non-profit fair yeah. mm -hmm. all right why don't you get us out of here all right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us. Uh, we have some special things in the feed on Saturday and Sunday. I did not write them down, so I don't remember what they are. <laughs> and uh, Matt and I will be back and talk with you on Monday.